Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. This podcast is run in association with the Performer Journals and Performing Arts Mag. Our aim is to make the performing arts industry a safer and more accessible place for performers. If you want to find more tips, downloadable resources, activities, and articles from industry experts, please head to the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag. If you would like personal support and guidance or you have a topic you would like us to cover, then please head to our show notes and you will find the link to The Performer Journals on Instagram and you can DM us anytime with anything you may need. Don't forget, if you love this show, if you love the episodes that we provide, then please head to Spotify or iTunes to leave us a review. We would be really, really grateful. Thank you for your support and without further ado, let's get on with today's show. So in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you some of my top tips for singing auditions. Now, singing auditions can be a really nerve-wracking thing, whether it's your first or your 31st or your 101st. Singing can be a really vulnerable thing for some people, and hopefully these tips I'm going to give you today are going to help you when you next enter that audition room. Now, at this time of the year, people may know that I do a lot of one-to-one coaching, and the reason why I'm so busy at this time of year is because so many people are getting ready to go off to performing arts school or drama school, and it's time to audition. And a lot of people haven't done singing before, or maybe they have, but they don't know quite how to deal with a singing audition because they've never done one of those before. So it's quite a big field, so I'm going to try and cover as much as I can in today with my top tips so that you go in feeling a lot more confident. And if this is your a millionth time doing a singing audition, we still wish you the best of luck and we hope that these tips will still help you on your journey and make sure that if you're going in, you're going to book that job that you're going in for. So my first tip of the day is going to be to invest in your training. Now I say this about everything and I couldn't be more true. You need to invest in yourself for other people to be able to invest in you. So that means paying out that extra bit of money to get one-to-one coaching or to get some classes prior to your audition. Now I know it's not always easy with time and money. I know they are two very, very restrictive things and can prevent you from getting the classes that you need or the training that you need before the audition. But you've got to think about it as an investment because that's what it is. It's going to help you see return, hopefully. Yeah, if you have that private coaching, you might end up booking that job, in which case the lesson's paid for itself. Or you need to pay out for that audition training so that your audition goes really smoothly and you get into the facility that you're hoping to get into and if you just pay 30 quid for an hour session and it improves that much that it secures your place in the performing arts school wouldn't you rather pay the extra 30 quid just to get in (laughs) um do you know what I mean it's I know it's a lot of money and I know that these things aren't always feasible um but if you can really try and if there is some way that you can negotiate with the teacher or offer to clean the studios in exchange for the training if you can't afford it, things like that, um, or help out in the younger ones classes, whatever it may be, but there are ways around it and a lot of people are more understanding than you think. So always reach out, ask them and see what they can do to help. 
um, because chances are they've been there themselves. So don't panic on that front, but try and get training if you can. My second tip is choose strong repertoire. Now, whether you're going in for a character or whether you're going in for a performing arts school audition, you need to make sure that you choose strong repertoire that's gonna show you off to the best of your ability. Now, obviously, if you are going in for a specific part, it needs to be appropriate for that part. I could do a whole other episode on choosing the correct repertoire, but try and make something, try and pick something that's gonna make you stand out. And also with that, when you're choosing, make sure that you can find the appropriate sheet music and the appropriate backing track if you need to. So sometimes you'll be asked to bring a backing track with you, whereas sometimes you will have a pianist. In fact, most of the time you will have a pianist, either performing arts school and especially in professional auditions. Very few times you ask for a backing track, but I'd always have it on my phone to practice with just in case. Um, But most of the time you do have a pianist. But with that, you need to make sure you're bringing the correct sheet music for the pianist to be able to read. I would say that you need to pay out for sheet music. There's a great place called Music Notes. It's a great website and you can get your sheet music off there. And I get my backing tracks off piano tracks. Cheeky plugs for people. That is not advertisements. That is just me plugging them because they're the ones I use. And I think they're the most cheapest and most valuable way to get your sheet music and your backing tracks. But when I do my sheet music, I I used to, when I was in college, because I didn't have, you know, all the funds accessible then, I decided it was a good idea to look online to try and find free ones that someone else had put up on like Google Images or whatever. And I printed one off thinking it was right. And luckily I only did this for a class, but I took the sheet music and it actually ended up being the drum and bass score not the vocal score slash pianist score that he needed to read it. Um, and he couldn't he couldn't play the song. So just make sure that you you don't do that. <laughs> um, when you go to an audition, always pay out for the musical score or the right backing track because it's just so telling when you don't. And it's, again, it's that investment. It makes you look more professional. It makes you look like you actually want to do it. Um, and you've got to pay that what is it, £3 for some sheet music? Um, Obviously, they go up depending on what kind of sheet music you're going for. Um, But most of the time, they're about three quid and the backing track's fairly similar. Um, But it's not a lot of money. Um, So try and pay out to get them because I know people try and take shortcuts like I did and it doesn't always go to plan. So um, make sure that you're doing what is right for you in that scenario but try and make sure that you've got the appropriate backing track and the appropriate vocal score that's needed for that audition okay third of all you need to know your cuts going in there often auditions will give you time limits they might say a 16 bar cut a 32 bar cut a 64 bar cut or they might just say no songs longer than two minutes now i've had a lot of messages about this recently saying oh my message my um my cut brings it down to two minutes, three seconds. Is that okay? Because they've said it's a two minute limit. They are not going to be sat there with a stopwatch. If they feel they've got a lot of people to get through, they'll probably have stopped you way before then anyway. And then have heard, when they've heard enough, they'll stop you and they'll kind of send you on your way. But if they want to hear more, they'll just let it happen. (laughs) Um, And also like a couple of seconds is fine. I would say maximum don't go 30 seconds over or 30 seconds under. That's kind of where I 
kind of pitch it. Um, I try and get as close, obviously, to the time limit as requested. Um, but if there's no good cuts, don't try and make it and chop and change it so it's really an eggy cut or it just ends really abruptly. Like, give yourself the time. It's okay. A couple of bars here and there, not going to be a major issue. But it's just to give you a rough idea so they don't have people bringing in seven minute long cuts of songs. So, um, yeah, just try and know your cuts as well as you can so that when you go in the room and there is some cuts, you can explain it to the pianist or you can follow it with the backing track easy enough and not forget that they're there. So make sure you know your cuts. Um, before, again, I could do a whole other episode on this, but dress appropriately on your audition day. Um, there's been so many times that I've watched people try and sing in really high heels and nearly fall over. There's been times when they can't like anchor properly because of the way that they're in the heels and it's moving their like balance around. And there are ways where they've worn really tight clothes and then they can't actually do their proper breathing because they've worn such tight gear. So what I would say is if you're going in for a character, remember to dress to suggest that you are right for that character. If you're going into any other audition and it's just you and you're auditioning as yourself, not for a particular role, then I would say dress smartly because it's a first impression kind of thing. Um, so dress smart, but be you. Try and find something that's appropriate for you, but be sensible within that. You know, um, if you love a six inch heel, that's great, but is it appropriate for singing? Are you gonna be able to do what you can do in practice in those heels in front of a panel on an audition day? So they're the kind of things we need to think about um, when choosing what to dress like in an audition. For, uh, no, what number are we on now? Five, to apologize, five. Working with pianists. Again, I could do a whole other episode on this, but the pianists are some of the most important people in the room. I'm gonna say that again. A pianist is one of the most important people in your audition room. They have the power to make you fly or flop in that audition. So make sure that when you go into the room, you introduce yourself to the pianist, you are lovely to them, you check they're okay, you give them all the cuts, you set out the tempo. Now, try not to click out the tempo because it can look quite rude. Um, so I just sing a couple of lines quite quietly so they get used to what kind of tempo you're gonna do it at. And I'll maybe like tap my thigh so they've got like an idea of the rough tempo that I'm doing. Um, I'd explain all my cuts again, just to make sure they've got it. Um, and then at the end of the audition, I'd go over to them, thank them for playing and then leave. Please remember, like, if something goes wrong in the audition, you kind of have to take responsibility for that. It may be the pianist's fault, but you can't turn around and give them a dirty look. Um, you need to make sure that you take your part of that, your accountability, it was your song, and maybe you didn't explain it well enough at the start, maybe they didn't really understand what you meant. Um, so that could be on you as well. So try not to blame I know it's so easy in that audition room when you're like oh my gosh what are they doing that's not what I planned and that's not what I meant um but try not to look panicked because it could look like you're judging them and that's quite rude um so make sure that you know you take accountability you move on you try and just pick it up from wherever you can and look over to them to try and communicate where you're at um 
but like I say, try not to give them a confused or like rude look. Just kind of try and get back into it. And they might help you. They might think that you've made the mistake. Um, so, you know, just use them to help you in that audition. Um, you know, and, you know, it's a first time that you've run through it. The panel aren't going to be expecting that, you know, these little things are never going to happen. They know they're going to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, they just want to hear you sing. So... It's not really about the pianist playing it. So you just kind of got to roll with it. Um, so definitely make sure that, you know, during that audition, you are the loveliest person you possibly can be with the pianist. They're doing everything they can to help you. So thank them for it. They are the first people that get a real glimpse of what it's like to work with you. And especially when you're going for a professional job, they want to know that they're going to be able to work with you on that contract and give you feedback and talk to you and you can have a really nice working relationship. And if you are rude, guaranteed the pianist will bring it up to the panel. While they may not be on the panel, they are still one of the most important people in the room. And they may be on the panel as well, you don't know. But they will have still have a say in your audition. And if they say she's really rude to work with, the panel are going to cross you off. So whatever the pianist says is going to be taken very seriously indeed. Um, so make sure that you are lovely to the pianist because they have the power to change your audition for you. So make sure that they are treated like they're one of the most important people in the room. Not many people do that, but if you do that, I guarantee it will do you so many favours. And the last thing that I've been seeing a lot over my coaching is people are standing and singing their song. They've got beautiful voices and it's a beautiful song and it looks lovely. But there's only one problem with that. They're stood singing a song. They're not telling a story. And that's the major problem. At the end of the day, the panel wants to be engaged. It's great if you can sing really high notes and if you've got a beautiful voice, but are you still exciting and passionate to watch? Do you still light up the room and tell a story and take us on a journey? That's what you need to think about. Even if you aren't going in for a specific character or role, maybe you're just going in to sing a bit of pop, there's still a journey. You've still got to make it relate to them. You've still got to make them feel something because that's what they're going to be looking for. They can teach you what the notes are. They can help you get where you need to be in terms of like the timing and everything. You're going to have a rehearsal period, but they cannot teach you how to engage an audience and that is the most important part of it so please when you think about going in for an audition and you're going in to sing think about the acting through song it is so important and it is so neglected because people are so busy worrying about whether they're going to hit this note or hit this note and nine times out of ten if you tell the story you end up hitting it because <laughs> You're so invested in that moment that it just kind of happens. Or your your voice is in the right place because you're that wound up or you're, you know, that emotional. So just think about how you're going to act through the song. Think about how you're going to tell that story, how you relate it and interpret it yourself or how your character relates and interprets it. That is so essential. So please, when you go into your singing auditions, don't just sing, perform. Thank you so much for listening to Perform Talks. 
you can head to the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag now. You can also head to the show notes to get in touch with Bethany at The Performer Journals on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to head to Spotify or iTunes where you can leave us a review. A review helps make the industry more accessible by releasing our podcast to more performers and helping them get the help they need for free. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.